welcome back to another episode of the Dunkel Index Podcast. I'm Ben Dunkel, and joining me today, as always, is a guy who's trying to hide the true extent of his injuries. That's my dad, Bob Dunkel. <laughs> uh, ben, it's good to have you back. I missed you last week for uh, our college podcast, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm definitely on the IL right now, but uh, expected to be ready for game day uh, come Thursday night with our first kickoff of week five, which is the Rams versus the Seahawks. Uh, looking forward to another good week of NFL action. It's always a short week for you. Always a short week, and I'm with um, Todd Gurley. These Thursday games are insane, but we I'm will still too. play them. If they're going to tee it up, we'll play them. So we, uh, we've got a five great games to look at this week. And, you know, week four saw a number of teams fall from uh, the ranks of the undefeated. It just goes to show how hard it is to maintain winning streaks in this league. Uh, we had the Bills, the Lions, the Packers, the Rams, and the Cowboys all drop their first games, but maybe even more surprisingly are the number of teams that are still winless. Uh, I think we've got the Jets, the Bengals, the Redskins, Dolphins, Cardinals, and Broncos. Um, you know, the term any given Sunday doesn't seem to be applying to these teams right now because not only are they not winning games, but they're not even close at the moment. Uh, it was a good weekend for the index, correct? Yeah, we did pretty well this weekend. Uh, 11 and 4 against the spread. I think our over unders were, were 10 and 5. So, uh, solid week for the index. Uh, so yeah, let's see if we can keep uh, that winning streak going for this week for our listeners. And uh, a good week for us personally, as the Eagles pulled out an improbable victory in Green Bay on Thursday night. And then uh, Redskins and Cowboys both lost yeah, this weekend. Well, talk about Ben, but don't break. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers uh, had Green Bay knocking on the door there at the very end, but nice little tip drill at the goal line. And Nigel Bradham coming up with the interception preserved a, a much needed Eagles win. Uh, they'd fallen to one and three. Wouldn't have looked good. Dallas on the flip side um, looked really good coming into their game against New Orleans. But, uh, you know, going into the Superdome, uh, crowd was very much into it. Uh, even without Drew Brees, uh, the Saints are still very competitive. And uh, Teddy Bridgewater provided just enough offense. And, hey, it's a different Saints team. They're winning with defense. Who would have thunk it? So, uh, and then the Redskins, oh, my, yeah. Boy, the NFC East uh, is not the NFC East of old. And the Redskins are kind of the epitome of that. Somewhere Joe Gibbs is cringing right now. Uh, 0-4, uh, they put in their rookie Dwayne Haskins uh, out of Ohio State in place of Case Keenum, and that didn't go anywhere. Uh, and the Giants steamrolled over them. And the Giants are playing very well right now with their backup, Daniel Jones. So you just never know. You put these backups in. Sometimes you, you hit payday. Sometimes you don't. Giants have with Jones. Looks like the Redskins with Haskins still a work in progress. Yeah, for sure. All right. So um, with that, let's go ahead and look at week five with the five games that we have uh, to highlight here. Uh, the first one is the Rams at uh, the Seahawks. I believe this is the Thursday night game. This is our Thursday night game. And much like last Thursdays, uh, Thursday nights are improving here in terms of the game quality. We've got a great matchup between the Rams and, and the Seahawks. 
out there in the NFC West, and uh, both teams come in three and one right now. So uh, looking forward to this one. All right. Yeah. So the Rams are three and one overall. They're also three and one against the spread, and they're all the way up to number three in the index. Um, Seattle three and one overall, two and two against the spread, number 13 in the index. Um, somewhat surprisingly, though, the line here is now Seattle by two. Yeah, it opened up uh, with the Rams favored and has moved all the way to Seattle by two in some of the sports books. Not totally surprising given the Rams' performance uh, against Tampa Bay at home. Uh, what a difference a week made. Uh, last we left the Rams, they were clamping down on Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland offense on the road in Cleveland. Uh, but then last week, uh, they host Tampa Bay, which has had some problems offensively, especially with the consistency of year old Seminole, Jameis Winston. But it looked like Winston from his Heisman years last week, and he throws for uh, over uh, 380 yards and, and four touchdowns. And the points just kept on coming against what is usually a pretty reliable Wade Phillips defense. Uh, Tampa Bay put 55 up on the board. Albeit the last seven coming uh, after Ndamukong Sue's fumble recovery and return for a TD. So then that kind of highlighted as well the offensive inconsistency that the Rams displayed under Jared Goff. Uh, Goff did put up some nice numbers with 500 yards passing and two TDs, but he also threw three picks and then had that very costly uh, fumble at the end that led to the final score for, for Tampa Bay. So not that surprising that uh, people in uh, Vegas are not too high on the Rams right now. And Seattle is also coming off of a, a good, good win. Um, although against the Cardinals who are winless. And in fact, if you look a little more closely at Seattle's wins uh, thus far, uh, they've beaten the Bengals uh, who are winless as we know, Pittsburgh who just got their first win courtesy of the Bengals in Arizona, who's winless. So uh, three wins, nothing to sneeze at, but they have not been against the toughest competition in the NFL right now. But they did show uh, some flashes of their old Legion of Boom days uh, on the defensive end in their 27 to 10 win over Arizona. And their new addition, Jadavian Clowney, had a pick six off a of Kyler Murray screen pass to kind of highlight the effort there. And they also look like somewhat like Marshawn Lynch's old days of, of ball control with Chris Carson rushing for over 100 yards on 22 carries. So typical Seattle win, uh, kind of grounded out um, and uh, rely on tough defense. And the Rams coming off of kind of a disastrous meltdown against Tampa Bay. So not a surprise to see the line moving in Seattle's direction. However, we are not moving with it. We are sticking with uh, the Dunkel margin, which actually has the Rams favored by one. We couple key trends coming into this one. The Rams are 5-0 and against the spread in their last five games after allowing more than 250 yards passing in the previous game. So under Wade Phillips, this defense has responded uh, from poor performances the week before. And Seattle is just one in five against the spread in its last 16 games after allowing less than 14 points in the previous game. So while the de defense clamps down, 
in one week, it's uh, difficult for them to continue that in the second week. So as I said, uh, Vegas line looks to be two right now. The Dunkel index margin has the Rams favored by one. So we are calling for a rebound win here for the Rams and uh, a straight up win up there in the 12th man territory of Seattle. All right. Now, you mentioned sticking with the Dunkel number, and maybe you can talk a little bit more about that here with the next matchup because it's Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Baltimore is two and two overall, one and three against the spread, but they're number four in the index. Pittsburgh's one and three overall, two and two against the spread, number 20 in the index. But the line here right now is Baltimore by four. It opened at Pittsburgh by four. Um, so what's what's the deal with the movement? That one I I find a little harder to explain, uh, quite frankly. And uh, you know I don't know um, exactly what Vegas is pinning that that four on there for Baltimore, other than they're still not believing that the Steelers. Uh, under Mason Rudolph are for real. And granted, uh, 27 to 3 win on Monday night against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, not that impressive in the sense that same, same thing with Seattle. Uh, the Bengals are winless this year and, and look to be a team that, that is truly falling apart. But on the flip side, uh, the Ravens, who just two weeks ago uh, looked like they could be knocking on the door as one of the uh, beasts of the AFC possibly challenging New England if there was to be a falter there uh, with the Patriots. Uh, they lose to the Chiefs, not a shocker, hung tough with the Chiefs. But then last week in kind of a rivalry game against Cleveland at home um, are just thoroughly dominated by the Browns, 40 to 25. Um, you know, Baker Mayfield, as we discussed on a number of our podcasts before, has been very up and down, but boy, he looked red hot against uh, a Ravens defense that is usually very stout, but not this day. Mayfield tore him up for 342 yards and a touchdown. And then uh, adding to the, to the uh, downside of Baltimore's performance was Nick Chubb running for 165 yards and three TDs, including ripping off an 88 yarder in the fourth quarter that pretty much sealed the deal for Cleveland. So, it's the second straight week that Baltimore's defense has given up over 500 yards. Combine that with the Steelers, who maybe not as bad as everybody thought. You know, they had a pretty uh, tough schedule early on. In fact, if we take a closer look uh, at the Steelers' matchups, um, you know, they lost, uh, lost to New England in, in week one, uh, then lost to Seattle. Week two, that's a three and one team, uh, four and zero team with New England, and San Francisco's three and zero. Uh, so then they finally break through with the win over the Bengals. But Pittsburgh's losses, and and you know, as we get into the uh, the weeks um, away from Week One, further into the season, we can start to put some perspective on some of these teams mm -hmm. and how they've been performing, taking a little closer look at their records, and sometimes the records tend to to lie a little bit. We think here uh, that, in fact, given Pittsburgh's kind of rise in the last week and, and Baltimore's slippage over the last two weeks, 
Dunkel has this actually a three-point Pittsburgh line, so fairly big cushion there. And uh, we think, you know, always a tough rivalry game between these two. So we think Pittsburgh has enough at home to certainly hang with the Ravens, and we're calling for a straight-up upset. We're taking the Steelers, uh, certainly plus the four, but uh, also to win the game outright. Yeah, this uh, this isn't a preseason game, unfortunately, for the Ravens. No, exactly. Yes. My gosh. What is it up to now? Something like 20, 20 plus straight uh, preseason. A couple of years. It's been a couple years. And no, and I, Ravens are still quality football team. Uh, you know, Lamar Jackson's done a great job there. And, and anytime John Harbaugh lines up a team, you, you know, they're going to come to play. So on this one, again, understand uh, a little bit why the Baltimore number is so big, but uh, we don't think the Steelers are done yet. And uh, Rudolph has shown enough that uh, we're, we're going to stick to our guns and, and ride the Steelers on Sunday. Okay. So uh, next up is uh, Green Bay at Dallas. So Green Bay is three and one overall, three and one against the spread. They're number fourteen in the index. Dallas now three and one overall, three and one against the spread, number six in the index. The line opened here, Dallas minus four and a half. It's fallen a little bit. It's now Dallas by three and a half. What do you think? Well, uh, great NFC matchup. I mean, to me, this is the game of Sunday. Um, always a good matchup whenever we get the Packers and the Cowboys on the same field together. Uh, Green Bay, as we talked about in the opening, uh, coming off of a difficult loss, their first loss of the season to the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles had their backs to the wall. Found a way to penetrate Green Bay's defense, which through the first three weeks had kind of been the headline. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had not looked all that great, and the defense was finding ways to, to pull out the wins for the Packers. But uh, last week against the Eagles, it was just the opposite. Uh, the defense found it very hard to stop Carson Wentz, who uh, kind of lit him up for three touchdowns. And more importantly for the Eagles, uh, the running game got going. They couldn't stop Jordan Howard. So uh, Rodgers... Had to get going, and, and he did. He threw for over 400 yards, 422, and, and two TDs. So that's a good sign for Green Bay long term. No doubt the defense was only going to carry them for so long. That's going to be Aaron Rodgers that's going to take them deep if they, if they make the postseason. So Rodgers looked to get going against the Eagles, whereas Dallas, uh, which had been riding Dak Prescott, um, really struggled against New Orleans. And, you know, if we take a closer look at Dallas's wins, much like we did uh, just a few minutes ago, uh, we can see that their wins have come against the Giants, who, looking a little better, have uh, got two wins now. But then the other two over the Redskins and the Dolphins, uh, two winless teams and probably not only winless, two teams at the bottom of the Dunkel index. So all of a sudden Dallas's three and one start isn't looking quite as strong. And then you top that off with really tough performance last week against the saints where they just never got anything going. Uh, and in fact, not only did Dak struggle, but their running game, which uh, had been ranked third coming in uh, with Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard 
their flashy new rookie, uh, held to just 45 yards. So a couple key trends that we see on this one, uh, Green Bay is 6-2 and two against the spread in their last eight games against Dallas. So as far as the rivalry goes, this thing has been playing more uh, to the Packers' way than it has the Cowboys. And Dallas is 0-4 against the spread in its last four games against a team with a winning record. So it's kind of highlighting what we just talked about with uh, the games that they've already won and the teams they've played, uh, they have not had quality wins of late. So on this one, as you said, the line's been moving Green Bay's way. We're with that uh, trend right now. Uh, Dallas is favored by three and a half. The Dunkel Index sees the margin more like Dallas uh, at a point and a half. Uh, we see Dallas winning this, but only by a sliver. We're taking the Packers plus the three and a half to keep it close. Yeah, plus the few extra days of rest. Yeah, right. Going into a short week, not that much fun. Coming off of the short week, uh, much better. So, yes, Green Bay has a uh, couple extra uh, days to rest and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, take advantage of Dallas's miscues and come out of there with a, with a win for the index and win for the pack. If you want, If you really want to look at the schedule... This is a real exercise and making yeah. stats, stats sort of yeah. argue whatever it is you want. But um, the Packers have played two Thursday night games already, but the first one was the first game of the season. So in essence, they've had two long weeks of rest already. That's a great observation. You're right about that. My gosh. All right. Goodell secretly pulling for the, for the Green Bay Packers. Not so. Um, although it didn't seem to help him against the Eagles, so. Well, because that was the short one. That was the short week, so that's yeah. right. That's right. So we'll see if that pays things. off if we could get Dallas. All right. Um, next up is the Indianapolis Colts at the Kansas City Chiefs. So Indianapolis is two and two overall. They're two and one against the spread. Number nine in the index. Kansas City is four and zero overall. Three and one against the spread, all the way up to number two in the index. The line here, uh, the money's going Kansas City's way. It's all the way up to the Chiefs by 11. What do you think here? Yeah, again, uh, you know, much like uh, the Rams game, uh, I can see why the line is moving. Indianapolis really did not look good uh, at home against Oakland last weekend. You know, the Raiders never travel well when they have to head east and change time zones. And yet they came into Indianapolis and before you could settle into your seat, they were up 21-7 on the Colts who just were caught napping. And Jacoby Brissett has looked good uh, since replacing Andrew Luck, but uh, that was too deep of a hole even for Brissett to, to pull them out of. And he did throw a pick six that also helped uh, seal that game. So tough loss for the Colts who, who had been feeling pretty good coming in, but really, really missed an opportunity there against a struggling Raiders team. Kansas City, no slippage. Um, you know, tough game on the road against an upstart Lions team. Uh, Got to give uh, Matt Patricia credit up there in Detroit. Uh, one of the more pleasant surprises in the early NFL season has been the play of Matthew Stafford in the Lions, and they gave the Chiefs all they could handle. 
had the lead on several occasions, but I think we're seeing the next great quarterback. He's already a great quarterback, but in terms of who the era parents are to Brady and Rodgers, you know, Patrick Mahomes just every week starts to uh, move more comfortably into that position. And he did it again last week. Uh, didn't have a great completion percentage, only 24 or 42, but still over 300 yards. But maybe more importantly, picked up a really big first down on a late drive uh, on fourth down, uh, running the ball that kept the drive alive. And the Chiefs go down and score late and, and pull out a 34 30 win. So, again, you know, Kansas City looks like they're one of the two or three best teams. As you mentioned, they're number two in the index right now. Indianapolis, still some question marks about how good they can be with Brissett at quarterback. But on this one, a couple trends that we see, Indianapolis is 8-1 and one against the spread in the last eight versus teams that have a winning record. So the Colts have tended to play better against better teams. Um you said they let their guard down against Oakland, but they've responded well to teams that have winning records. And the Chiefs are just two and seven against the spread in their last nine against the Colts. So the Colts have been somewhat of a thorn in Kansas City's side. We definitely have the Chiefs to win this game, uh, but 10 and a half, 11 points looks to be too much for a team that still has playoff aspirations. Dunkel uh, index margin is Kansas City by seven. So we will gladly take the double-digit points and the Colts. Uh, Colts keep this one close enough uh, to keep it within the 11-point line. So the last game that we have to talk about is uh, the Cleveland Browns at the San Francisco 49ers. So Cleveland is 2-2 two and two overall, 2-2 two and two against the spread, number 22 in the index. The Niners, 3-0 and overall, 2-1 and against the spread, and number 8 in the index. The line here is San Francisco by 3.5. What do you think? Yeah, well, the Niners coming off of a full-blown buy, not, not just a Thursday night kind of extra few days. Um, they and the Jets had the first buys last week. Jets needed it just to, I think, go and hide. But San Francisco probably used it to their advantage. As, they're, as you said, 3-0 and right now. And, you know, along with Detroit, probably the most pleasant surprise. Um, and I don't know how much of a surprise with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's been building a uh, nice offense out there, and all he needed was a healthy QB to make it work. Garoppolo looks Good early on. So San Francisco feeling very good about itself. Uh, prior to the bye, they had beaten the Steelers. Didn't play their best game. Uh, had five turnovers. Uh, and San, uh, Pittsburgh, you know, en ended up having the lead late at 20 to 17. But Garoppolo was able to manage a drive down downfield late and pulled out the 24 to 20 win. So Solid, solid showing by the San Francisco that they can come back even when down. Cleveland, uh, you know, it's it's another up and comer as well, and they've been up and down. Uh, there have been times, as as we talked about earlier, that Baker Mayfield has not looked very sharp. Uh, but boy, they put it all together last week against the Ravens, and they showed that you know between Beckham, Landry, Mayfield, and Chubb. 
when that offense is clicking, uh, they can put points up in a hurry. And they had 10 plays of at least 16 yards. So big plays last week. And uh, once again, you know, I, I feel for Cleveland fans. One week they're depressed. The next week they're thinking Super Bowl. Uh, this week they're back to thinking Super Bowl. But we don't think it's going to be that easy out in San Francisco um, because they also have good thoughts out there right now. And Cleveland is 0-6 against the spread in its last six games following a win by more than 14 points. So they don't usually know how to maintain the momentum coming off of a hot week. And San Francisco has loved Monday nights. Uh, they're 26-7 and seven in their last 33 Monday night games. So San Francisco, uh, as we just mentioned, is uh, a three-and-a-half-point favorite in Vegas. We actually think this one is going to be uh, a stronger performance by the 49ers. The Dunkel Index has this, the margin at five-and-a-half. So we look for, in the battle of the up-and-comers, uh, San Francisco to be standing at the end, covering the three-and-a-half. You know, somewhere in that last 33 Monday night games is the the Terrell and Sharpie game. Oh, my God, yes. That's exactly real. Like, yeah, well, there are probably even some Joe Montana, uh, Steve Young games in there, too. Yes, you got to take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. I mean, heck, we might even be going back to John Brody. But, uh, you know, given that Cleveland Moore has been unable to maintain momentum from week to week, San Francisco's certainly been the more consistent team here in the early going and coming off of the bye week with Jimmy G looking pretty strong. Feel good about the Niners laying the points in this one. Uh, come to dunkelindex.com for all your picks. Uh, we've got NHL action starting tomorrow. We've got the continuation of the WNBA playoffs. Uh, and we've, of course, got the MLB postseason. So stay with, with us right up through the World Series. Thanks to everybody uh, for continuing to listen. We will be posting our uh, 10 to talk about college football picks uh, a little later this week. Um, so expecting another good weekend of college football action and really like uh, the five we've got posted today for the NFL. Um, really good matchup starting with Thursday night between the Rams and the Seahawks. So let's look uh, forward to another good weekend and thanks to everybody for listening. All right. Thanks. See ya. See you, Ben. Bye-bye.